Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and about what's next. It's a show that wants to ask questions, peel back the layers of our average everyday experience, and go beyond scratching the surface. We interview amazing people with incredible ideas and stories who have done wild, weird, and wonderful things. Remember that imagination shared create collaboration, and collaboration creates community, and community inspires social change. I'm David Peck, and this is Face to Face. My next interview is with Jason Anderson. He is a fun guy. I think I can say that. We had a great time chatting about the Toronto International Film Festival this year. We talked a little bit about music, I think. He, he's the uh, lead programmer for Shortcuts, by the way. But we talked about music and experimental film. Brandon Cronenberg's name came up. And and uh, we talked about how uh, he, he and his partner, Robin, go through over 4,500 submissions. They whittle it down, uh, carefully whittle it down to, uh, this year, uh, 55 films, uh, short films. And we talk about why short film is is practical but it's also meaningful and powerful all at the same time and how 55 percent of the uh, of the films that were submitted this year are, are from women directors or co-directed uh, by women i think a third canadian film so I, I hope i'm getting some of these stats right here jason and um yeah we talked about how it's um it's also a pretty good year for weird so you're you're going to want to pay pay attention to that and why the film all cats our Gray in the Dark is Jason's film of choice this year and why you're going to want to pay a little bit more uh, attention to that. And, and and the tickets are selling really well, says Jason, so make sure you get out there and you get them soon. TIFF.net, you can pick up uh, your films there, of course. Uh, the catalog is online as well. There's daily updates. There's an email you can sign up for as well. And uh, don't forget, uh, face-to-facelive.ca for a whole host of other interviews uh, with people that uh, I'm going to be talking to, uh, not only at TIFF this year, 2019, but filmmakers and writers starting to focus more and more uh, on film all the time. Um, casual conversation, intelligent inspiration. That's what we're trying for here on Face to Face. And if you want to support the work I'm doing, you can do that financially uh, and sign up on Patreon. Uh, we had a, uh, we've got a couple. We now have actually a, a few official uh, donors online, monthly donors online through Patreon for Face to Face, which is kind of exciting. And if you can't do that, and I totally get that, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on iTunes or Spotify or one of the usual suspects out there, platform wise, we would appreciate that. 
it really does help us digitally, gets our numbers out there. Spread the word, forward uh, podcasts on, sign up for our email uh, newsletter. You can also advertise on Face to Face if you want. Shoutouts, uh, banner ads on the website, etc. We've got a pretty good following. And if you want to learn more about the work I'm doing, davidpecklive.com, you can purchase a copy of Real Changes Incremental there. You can hire me to speak at a, an event coming up or to possibly even co-produce a podcast. And don't forget, rabble.ca. I also exist on that platform. And there's a whole host of other writers and podcasters and, and journalists and people there um, telling it like it is, uh, news for the rest of us. Uh, but don't touch that dial. If you're heading into TIFF, and even if you're not, you're going to hear about a lot of films that you're going to want to pay attention to, and TIFF is a great place to see them. Jason Anderson, the lead programmer for Shortcuts, uh, coming right up. Well, welcome to Face to Face. We're joined by a very special guest here with us today. We have Jason Anderson from the Toronto International Film Festival. He's the lead programmer for Shortcuts, uh, amongst other things. I think he's probably going to talk a little bit about that as well. Jason, thanks for your time today. I really appreciate having you on Face to Face. Terrific. Thanks so much for having me. I got to say, you know, I, I've been uh, interviewing people at TIFF now for about five, five or six years, something like that. And it started really slow. I think I had the, you know, the, what was it, the 900 page TIFF catalog that comes out every year? <laughs> oh, yes. And, yeah. And I was flipping through it. I can, you know, most of us probably remember that ink, fresh ink smell. And I thought, hey, look, there's these names on the bottom left here. I wonder if I reached out to some of those people, if I could actually start getting interviews. <laughs> and I did. And then I really got I had the sense of actually, you know, connecting with you guys, programmers and, 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 the, and the publicists and so on. And it's just kind of exploded. I think I think I'm coming up on over 200 interviews at TIFF in the last five years. So how crazy is that? I, uh, I, it's, it's, I'm happy to hear. It. I just, I, it's funny for me because I just think about how you know I used to do the same gig. I mean, I was, I was at, uh, I was in the media for a long time too. So I like that kind of sensation. You get to the end of a TIFF and you think, how did I just do like 40 interviews? Is this- yeah, how did that happen again? <laughs> how did that happen? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. So, so, so shortcuts. Tell, tell me what a short is and then let's talk about at least a few of those 55 that i think are premiering this year at, at uh, tiff 2019 and by the way where do where do where do where do people buy tickets again it's tiff.net isn't it tiff.net and they'll you'll click on various things that'll send you sort of through a, the deep into the, the tiff net architecture and off to the Ticketmaster site to get tickets and and it's great i think it's been a, a lot of buzz about that i've been sort of watching the the daily ticket reports and really really pleased to see the kind of response to the tour screening so far cuz uh i think it's like um you know i just it's it, it's sometimes you know cuz cuz shorts are a particular kind of thing and and sure and we people just don't get the opportunity to see them very often especially not in the movie theater well um, and isn't isn't that the case though with tiff a lot like you you know there's so many people who go after the biggies the ones that are going to be you know released in in major cinemas in a week a week from now but then there's a whole other core group of people i think that go to tiff that that are actually looking for these gems that 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 you wouldn't that you aren't going to get to see anywhere else in the world right it's it's thrilling like it's really something i've come to really really appreciate about the tiff audience you know having been in different ways and being in that tiff audience for a long time myself too it's like there really is this like and i i, I it blows my mind how many people there are out there it just seem to kind of mobilize and sometimes they come from other cities they come you know they take time off work or school or whatever or their families and they're just up for it in a way that you know and i've been to lots of film festivals all over the world and all the big ones or a lot of the big ones and it's like it's a really different special thing here because you don't it's not like 
Cannes or Sundance where it's like very much an industry thing and there's just the, there's not really a public event like it is here. You don't have that same kind of mobilized uh, movie audience where I mean and it and it does blow my mind when I see across the schedule and think, oh my God, there's like 20 different theaters of like from like the Roy Thompson right. Hall down to like Jackman Hall or some of the smaller venues and it's and they're filled and there's just people out seeing movies all at the same time and I'm like, why? How is this possible? <laughs> it's pretty crazy and and for anyone who hasn't actually sort of taken it in, it it really is a whole sort of subculture under itself. The whole that whole. I don't know how many acres it is or how many square feet it is or hectares, but it's a big chunk of, of the core that's just kind of taken over by story. Yeah. And I think that's pretty darn cool. It is. I'm just so appreciative. And I just like, it's so, you know, and that's exactly like what I hope for. Cause we go out, you know, every year, like just in sort of the process, well, I'll back, I'll back up a bit, just say it's what we do at shortcuts. Cause you know, so we have our, our sort of, purview or parameters or we're looking at films up to about 49 minutes in length i believe okay uh and so is there of, actually a is there actually an industry distinction that says short versus long i think every festival does it differently a little bit differently and i think that it's it's interesting because there really is kind of a bit of a dead zone like we're there is it's funny because i think most festivals that they do shorts programs or if they're short film festivals in of themselves they usually take things up to around that 45 50 minute mark and then okay. there's a bit of a dead zone for mid-length work where it's like, I think really big challenge if you're like maybe doing a, a documentary that's maybe an hour long. I think it's like, or a feature, like it doesn't, I think once starts, things start to get around like the 70, 75 minute mark again, it starts to become like a short feature, but then that's sort of something that becomes more programmable again. But really there's, right. it's, it's, it's tricky. And, and certainly there's lots of places um, we get work from where the convention may be, it's not unusual for people to make, 40 minute long, 45 minute long films, but they're, they're a huge challenge for us to program because it's just, you know, you play one longer work. That means many smaller works that you're equally fond of and really want to play. It, 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 it's hard to kind of, you know, to, to weigh that out, but we do definitely try to, to, to find room for longer pieces, but it, it's always a challenge when you have finite real estate. What is it? What is, I mean, can, can, is it a preference for you? As programmer, do you do you sort of have to say that you've you've drunk the the Kool Aid on the, on this one, or 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 do you, or is it almost is it a, is it a different sort of lens or skill set that you need, you need to 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 watch a short film? Well, it's definitely a couple of things. I mean, certainly having you know, I typically watch many hundred shorts a year, uh, you know, both for TIFF and as other festivals are out of interest, and you you do develop an eye for, it and it's and it's. And it is like, I mean, it's it's really not so different than thinking about short story writers versus novelists. And and there are certainly people who are very, very good at short stories. And maybe the novels not so much, or it just isn't their forte. It is, I mean, it's funny talking to filmmakers about it too, because it's like just only a it's it's a different set of muscles to a large degree. Like it's not just about kind of like, you know, working at shorts and, and as a way of kind of getting towards features. I mean, shorts often is it's a whole other it's a whole other beast, it's a whole other thing to master. And certainly there's things we see that are, you know, um, like, like, like everything you're going to want from a feature, it's somehow all there in nine minutes. And you don't exactly know how that magic works, <laughs> but it does. Right, right. Or there's films where same thing, maybe it's 30, 40 minutes and you're like, wow, this is, there's, there's a richness, there's a density, there's a complexity of this work that really, it's not like you look at it and just think, oh, this would be great if it was longer. It's like, oh no, it's like, it's all there. And that's something I think that we're, 
no matter what it is, that we're kind of looking for that sense of sort of coherence and complexity and completeness in everything we play. And whether it is like what? two minutes Jason, or 40. Two minutes or 40. Tell me something. Why do you think somebody makes a short film? You know, why, why is it, is it a practical distinction? Is it, you know what? I've, I've told my story in two minutes and 43 seconds. Like, and I'm not trying to be trite there. I mean, you know, I, I would think most directors, most writers are pretty intentional about the work they do. And they go, okay, here's this seven minute short. You know what? If we can get seven minutes done, I think we've got the makings of a longer film. Is it a practical thing? We can get funding for mm-hmm. it if it's short. Is it is is it an artistic kind of a thing? I mean, it's never one thing or another. I suppose it's it's a combination. But I'd love to hear what you have to say about that. And it certainly is like it's sometimes it's a very strategic thing. I mean, certainly it's something where. And we get a lot of work that is by younger filmmakers, emerging filmmakers, people who are finishing school, just out of school, still like in the middle of school, and they're like doing incredible work. And certainly it's something you associate with sort of filmmakers as they're just sort of coming out of the gate. And and, right. and some of them really do are, are, are like kind of, you know, getting their, getting their feet, getting their stride, getting their voices. And that's something that, you know, it's, I mean, for, for developing filmmakers is maybe something that's going to be, you know, you, you don't want to necessarily bite off more than you can chew. So biting off, like right. getting that sort of figuring how to do a solid 10, 15, 20 minutes worth of work is really, I think, a big, important step in that. You know? Sure. And so there's certainly a ton of that work that we see and the program. But then there's all these other, you know, I think that's also something that there's certainly filmmakers who make features, who do all kinds of other work and recognize the short form as something that is a place that they can experiment or it's a place where, mm-hmm. like, you know, there's sometimes there's great ideas that are like, five minute ideas or 10 minute ideas and they're not things that are going to be a feature or they're going to be a doc a whole documentary or what have you it's just like it just that's that's what the idea needs and that's how it lives and that's what you get and it's great when they can sort of nail that i mean certainly there's lots of filmmakers and this is a and we even just sort of testing out ideas like i think there was um sure one that we're really excited to play uh is a new one by brandon cronenberg uh, you know, son of David and uh, very much a sort of filmmaker in his own right. And he's had shorts played with us and he, he, he has uh, actually has a brand new feature that he's just finished shooting. And, and his new film that we're playing this, uh, this year at Shortcuts is something that is really kind of, you know, you could s- you see that maybe that sort of like parallel ideas that he was working through for the feature, but also just, you know, kind of a bit of a, a testing ground for ideas or testing right. ground for a look or a tone. You can see filmmakers often come back to, to shorts to do that, to sort of go, well, I don't know if this is going to work, or I just have this weird idea and I just want to see it through. And maybe it, it's not something that's going to be my feature. You know, maybe it's just to see if this, this works. And that's something that certainly is part of it. So there's all that. I think the idea, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, go ahead. I, I just, I was going to say the experimental side of it, I think is probably bang on. I mean, I, I wonder too, if, you know, as a filmmaker, if you look at a, say a 90 minute film and you've got six chapters, six pieces of 15 minutes long, you've got your six shorts, can, you know, where's the thread? Where's the intentionality? Mm-hmm. How are we going to, you know, cross each one of those bridges, you know, that uh, as a, as a chapter and, and we end up with this full length feature doc or full-length feature narrative i mean it can go it certainly can go both ways and that's it really is something that you really like again and again and and certainly we've had people who've had really really strong shorts that they've subsequently gone and sort of done the feature version or expanded or maybe they already had the feature in mind or even written or being developed and they just figured out a way to kind of like okay well let's just let's just try this and do this and like uh 
you know, certainly one of the famous examples is Whiplash, which I'm pretty sure actually was kind of being developed as a feature in tandem with the short. But the short, if you've ever seen the short, is just like this. It is just a scene like that. The short is something that exists within the feature. But you realize, oh, this is like a perfect short because kind of it just is this, this distillation of so much that ends up being a feature right. anyway. But it's it's done it there. It's a standalone scene. And and it's something that totally works as a short. Um, there's another example of that this year with a film called The Climb, which was a sort of a short that was at Sundance just last year and, and has now been expanded. And, and it's, you know, I guess the big first scene of that is the short itself. Again, these sort of standalone items. But, you know, you think that's kind of something that is, is uh, smart filmmakers also can sort of use the short as kind of a combination of like kind of testing ground and proof of concept and this sort of thing. But the danger, and we see a lot of this going wrong as well, that people kind of just like, oh, I'm just going to do this short so I can kind of get some buzz about my feature project. But the short doesn't work often because it doesn't have like right. a beginning, middle or ending. It maybe just has right, like sure. a cool idea and then like no execution. Sure. Whereas you do. Need to well, and I wonder, I wonder too, uh, the difference between say a trailer or a, prom a promotional piece and, and an actual short film. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so you can, you can edit a killer two and a half minute video, but does it mean it's a film? And I think that's a, there's, you know, there's lots of different ways of looking at that, I suppose, from an artistic point of view, but yeah, to your beginning, middle and end comment, you know, where's, where's the actual narrative? Um, it's anyway, it's a, it's a fascinating f uh, craft or part of the craft. It seems to me, I, I know Anne Chin, a local Canadian filmmaker, mm. Uh, my my enemy, my brother, I believe she made as a short mm -hmm. originally. Over, yeah, for and, sure. And then went and then went on to make the full length feature, and I believe was able to raise uh, significant significant funds because of it. I think I, I think she was nominated for an Oscar for the short. So, pretty pretty impressive place to be. And I love that Tiff highlights them. So you got fifty five of them this year. Yes, and and six of them are documentaries, yes. and then forty nine narratives. We got Brandon Cronenberg, uh, and I can't wait to see that. By the way, what's what's his new film? It says like, I'm sure if I can get the title right without looking at it. Uh, I think it's please uh, uh, speak continuously and describe your experiences as they come to you. <laughs> I think I got that right. <laughs> uh, that's great. I can't wait to see that on a bumper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's yes. that. There's two. Uh, there's another a great one. It's another another one of our Toronto films by um, uh, so an, an actress and filmmaker and writer named uh, Sophia Banjaf, and her film is called. Let's see if I can get this right as well. I am in the world as uh, I'm in the world as free and slender as a deer on a plane. <laughs> wow, that is quite uh, quite a title. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and, sounds yeah. well. It sounds like a sounds like a poem. Mm -hmm. actually, I think I, she told me what the line was from, and I've forgotten, but I believe it is in fact that is the source. And I think it's you know, and this you know, sometimes the titles need to be twenty words, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> There was um I, I'm gonna help me out here uh, maybe ten years ago when when cell phones flip phones just started to have uh, video on them and they were terrible and I remember you know just before the the showing at TIFF it could be longer than this I don't know you you're hmm. gonna have to help me here but they played about maybe seven twenty thirty second film and it was shot on a bell phone mm -hmm. and of course it was you know tied to a to an advertisement and so on but i i remember being like it i remember it buoying my spirits mm -hmm. if i could say that in the sense that wow this is clearly going to change everything and i mean that's like the understatement of the century <laughs> right uh jenna bass a couple of years ago high society i don't know if you saw it uh, but 
filmed largely on an iPhone, except for some drone shots. I mean, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It's a stunning film. I interviewed her at TIFF a few beers back and just, just remarkable what's going on in the world creatively too. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, so 55 films international, we got premieres, we got, uh, can you tell us a little bit more of this smorgasbord that we've got to look forward to. Yeah, which, and then, and then we got to make sure we, we, we remind people of where they can get tickets. For too. sure. And then, it, and it's something I think really we're very proud. Like I work with, um, this year, my, uh, my new partner, Robin citizen and I were sort of the, 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 brain of the top of, a, uh, or the sort of top of this pyramid of this team. Cause it does take a lot of eyes uh, and a yeah, lot of scrutinizing to go through because we get 4,500 submissions and it's a lot of work and a lot of often very good work. So it's, I mean, there really is, we just, I mean, part of the, the, the challenge is really only getting to play a fraction really of really strong work. So it's really a lot so of factors. Come I think into play. the critical question is, we'll get back to the 4,500 submissions in a second. Does Robin have a good excuse for not uh, being a part of this call today, I believe. I mean, she's. It's, <laughs> I think we both. We, I think there were uh, probably the. Uh, I'm going to say that probably the, the last chances to see uh, her kids for a couple of weeks. It's always a good excuse. Like my daughter just got home upstairs. Oh, okay. so you always want to make sure you, yeah. you you take the the precious moments you have before Thursday morning yeah. comes, and it's just the and, and it's the whirlwind. <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. I am so teasing, but please pass on my regards. And I hope she smiles too, if and when she listens to our little chit chat here today. So yeah, 4,500 submissions. How, pray tell, do you do you weed through that and, and make the right decisions? You just, I mean, you just do it. I mean, these are all these sort of different uh, uh, things. I mean, you really want um, like diversity and the many, many definitions of that word. I mean, you really want to find new fresh voices and perspectives you've never uh, encountered before you want to find those stories from places that you don't you know you just you know that aren't um you know the obvious or the sort of overrepresented you want to find i mean all kinds of um just all kinds of filmmakers and and, and it really is i mean we have i think 55 percent um women directed or co-directed films and and that's you know and i think it's something that's not even you know, uh, uh, that's just what the pool of, of submissions is. That's that's who's making the work and the work we want. So it's not like we sort of have any kind of struggle to find that diversity because it's there. Actually, it's, right, people are right. out there making these films, and that's the and that's the good news right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. And we have and we have a real luxury when it comes to that because I mean I think it's I mean historically a lot of the narrow opportunities narrow for a lot of people as as they get further along. But we have you know this amazing pool of, of of new talent from all around the world and and it's you know i think and one of the big challenges is just sort of finding that balance and and really going through very thoroughly and you're looking at places where you get a lot of really strong work you see all this stuff from sweden or israel or australia or america or uh and or argentina and and part of the challenge is like wow i'm watching all of these films from all of these places but i just want to find like that one film that somehow is a cut above or different or, or something more exciting about this than, than we can play. And it's, and that's something I think I'm really appreciative of, of, of working at TIFF and, and having the kind of freedom because it's, because we don't have, I mean, we, we do, I mean, we play, we, I think about a third Canadian films, but beyond that, we really are getting the most international selection we can mm. get. And it's really important to us to find strong, amazing work from Africa and the Middle East and mm. uh, South America. And there's countries that we have films that from 
that we, you know, rarely get work from uh, like Costa Rica or Nepal. It was just, and that's super exciting. It's even though we do get like a ton, I mean, it's, you know, you get a ton of work from America or France, but you know, it's something sure. that you really want to find the stuff that's exciting from other places. And often it's because they're doing new things. They're not doing things that are kind of conventional or expected. So all that sort of comes together and you do just go through a lot of films that are, you know, maybe like, I mean, always think about the example of going through uh, many, many hundred uh, coming of age stories, because that's something that you right. get a lot of variations on that kind of thing. And you do get these sort of weird conversations with me and Robin, whether our two brains are trying to process this information. And we think, well, we can only take, you know, uh, which, which coming of age story is, is the one, because, you know, you're not going to fill, the, right. you could just fill the program with coming of age stories, but that no one not necessarily what your audience you, needs. <laughs> I want to talk about a couple of short films that have had a huge impact on mm. me. And, um, but, but, but before we do that, do, do you guys have like a checklist, you know, uh, you know, the way, you know, the way you get, you, you, you go for a job and, oh, gee, they, they get a hundred resumes and the ones, this is the theory anyway, right? Yeah. The ones that aren't, that, that's, that, that are, have color, colored paper, they go in the garbage. The ones that uh, are, have spelling mistakes in the garbage. Like, is there, is there a way of sort of filtering through those 4,500, a template, a checklist, or, or is it just way more organic and nuanced than that? It's always such a combination. Like, I think that the, you know, some, it really is like there's some element of surprise that I think is, it doesn't have to be some, it doesn't have to be endlessly weird. I mean, it's kind of like, it just is something that's surprising. Sometimes it's stuff so, that just... So you're going to turn down my short next year then. <laughs> I know. Probably, probably. Endlessly weird. Check. Yeah, I, we do. It's, actually, it's a pretty good year for weird. I think we've got quite a bit of weird. But we also have like a, a bunch of really touching, like very emotional and poignant work too, or really funny work. It just is, you know, I think it's just something that kind of has... Um, I mean, one thing for me that's always a big thing, which is a big challenge uh, for filmmakers is it's some kind of tonal variation, even within the same mm. thing. Like I see a lot of very somber, serious work that kind of like it hits that note in the first 10, 20 seconds and just stays there. And I kind of feel like, man, I just need, I need a bit more. I need something that's going to give me some kind of shift. And I find that that's something I, we, we program with that in mind too. So we have lighter and heavier films sort of together, but also within the films themselves, there's some sort of, shift or, or variation like i think and that's something i think really marks an exceptional filmmaker an exceptional film is just to have that um you know kind of variation and complexity of tone as opposed to because god knows i see a lot of straight up depressing <laughs> films right that i'm just like oh, are totally fine and and solid enough but really don't give me enough um you know enough to work with somehow was Christopher Nolan's first film following, was that considered a short? It was, wasn't no, it? No, it was a feature. It was quite slim. Like, I think was that's it probably feature? only like a sort of, right, what the actual running time is, but certainly 70, 80 minutes. Um, was it was it that long? Okay. I For some reason, I thought it was under, I was like, I don't know, 55 minutes. And that's, I think, what's preface, kind of prefaced my, is there sort of an industry standard that says, you know, Oscar's only going to consider it if it's this long. And I, I bet there is. I just, I don't know what it is. I think the all, the longest the Oscars will usually go on a short is like in the, like the 30, 35 minute range. I think that's some of the, what they right. usually take. And we've had certainly stuff. I think like the last year they had quite a few. We had, I think in the last batch we had, there were two different films that we played uh, at Shortcuts and they were both around sort of this sort of 18 to 20. I, I think a lot right. of our work right. is in that kind of, the dramatic work is in that sort of 16, 17 minute to like 20 ish minute. That seems to be a bit of a sweet spot. 
I think you can do a lot in that space. And I think that that's really kind of, if you're, you know, at that level that we're looking for, that's kind of where a lot of the dramatic pieces end up. For for me, I will never forget. It was, it was probably film school uh, years back. I was doing an undergrad and specialized honors degree in philosophy and kind of doing a double major in film at, at York and seeing a night in fog for the mm. first time. I've seen it many times since and in a variety of different settings, ended up teaching international development and using it in an ethics and philosophy course and so on. 32 minutes, I'm pretty sure. I mean, talk about packing a powerful punch in, in, you know, music, contrast, Mm -hmm. juxtaposition, and essays and articles have been written about this for years. But I mean, to to say that this short turned my world upside down is probably an understatement. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and I'd like to think there are other there uh, others out there as well. So you don't need a two and a half hour film to do it. That's what I think is just so uh, remarkable about this part of the craft. You know, you can you can knock people's socks off in seven minutes, right? Oh my god! Um, yeah, and if- yeah, and I, that's what I love about about your program. And then I did remember, by the way, mm. Jason, that that we were talking about earlier before we hit record it's called half a man oh. uh, christina kumrich it was a, it's about a 20 minute film um and it was about um the balkan war and it was about uh, a, a man suffering from ptsd yep. and and i interviewed these guys uh, uh the, the novelist and maya was her name oh, yeah. christina the director fantastic and thoughtful and they brought their families over and 20 minute film all this way all this work and i i gotta say it's 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 stuck with me that long and i've told the story isn't that wonderful i mean this 20 minute piece that that they they sunk their heart and life and soul into and uh uh, still bubbling to the surface for me so anyway i i I tell that a to just toss that out to you as as a you know a catalyst for further conversation but also just to say man is the short is a is something to celebrate it's fine i'm happy you mentioned that because i'm like oh yeah i know that film i think i mean that was certainly one that i um was very very happy to have in the mix that year and it really is just like i mean you think about that film and it's so like like that's it. Like I, I think about the sort of complexity and richness and layers that are like are achievable in such a finite space. And it's almost like I was thinking mm. about how it's really so much about, um, like to use a metaphor, like a, a distillment, you know, or distilling something to sort of this really intense, very, um, you know, um, dense, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Like yeah. you think about, like it's. I mean, it, it, sometimes a film can do that, but in past, we just. I mean, I think about that, like in terms of some of the more intense films this year, like one we're playing uh, by a Chinese filmmaker who's who's done really well and is certainly somebody who's going to be making big news very soon. He's working on his first feature, this uh, filmmaker named Chu Yang, who won the uh, the Palme d'Or for short uh, two years ago. And so his his new film, which is called She Runs, and it's this portrait of this um, teenage girl who wants very much to stop this sort of you know, kind of dance troupe thing that she's being kind mm. of compelled to for to be in for family reasons. And it just is like, it just is, he's a, I mean, Chu Yang is just so good at this sort of like really just this ratcheting up of tension and to this sort of breaking point. And just to have that kind of sustained thing where it's like a little more, a little more, a little more. And just you have this like, you know, this really, really perfectly intense, like kind of two or three minutes at the back end of the film and then out and you're done. Like it's just, there's something... So, so exciting and so perfect when you can sort of get a film like that where they just like it isn't you know it's i mean a, a feature's got to have kind of ebbs and flows but when you just have this like it just ramps up 
<laughs> and then it just yeah. hits that note, something hits that crescendo. Pithy and powerful. Yeah. And that's something I think it's something I was thinking about, like, what else do I look for in films? And certainly mm. escalation, like some kind of escalation where mm. it can be mm. really subtle, but there's something that is, there is a, you know, a third or a fourth gear that the film right. finds and doesn't have to be some, you know, crazy cathartic explosion of activity. Like it just can be something very subtle and emotional, but it does find that place that maybe, is it really going to go there? Can it go there? And it does like, that's something again and again, I find uh, very important. And I think something is kind of across the board with the films that we play is like, it finds the fourth gear. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Shortcut shortcuts find the fourth gear. Yes. There's the, uh, there's the sound bite for this, uh, this interview. And I think pretty good year for weird yes. is also a good sound bite that we can, uh, hopefully will be quoted somewhere. Yes. Uh, Jason. Hey, listen, I think we should wrap it up, but I, I could honestly, no joke, could chat with you all day about shortcut films. And, and clearly um, uh, I'm going to need to get out and see a few of these uh, this year for sure. Tell me about how ticket sales are going. And I think you said that they've been flying off the shelves in a sense yeah, it's, or no it's great. books fly off and shelves, we actually, don't they? We're, very, we're yeah. always very happy. We usually get, I mean, it's usually one of those things where we fill up the day of the screenings. So I'm always more than happy right, to, to, right. to grab those uh tiff uh goers who are like what can i see today and i'm like go see the shorts you right. don't regret it go see and, it, that's and i'm right. always and it's any because also because we have filmmakers for, i think for almost every one of these films who will be in yeah. town or already in that's town because cool. they're from toronto but just all these people and they're amazing talented people who are are doing i mean already cool. winning well, awards. That in itself. Yeah. oh yeah well, and that in itself is just such a huge opportunity, right? Something you're not going to get be able to get off Netflix uh, uh, or off, uh, you know, online video on demand. It's just not going to happen. That ability to actually engage with the filmmakers, and 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 like I say, I've I've seen a few shorts over the years, and Half a Man, episode two twelve, by the way, a little shameless uh, plug on Facebook. I gotta face. go back to that because I love that. I yeah. love that film, and that was really yeah, same, same. Same. And they, they were, they were just, they were so great. Yes. They were just so thoughtful. And part of the reason I remember is because we had this little silly sort of phone booth like thing. People will know what I'm talking about at the intercontinental that we hmm. used to, uh, to interview them in. And it was sort of soundproof. And then I had Mark Forster right after that as well. So it was kind of a nice little <laughs> <laughs> couple of back to back interviews. Jason, I had a blast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I mean, holy cow. It's just what a pleasure to chat with you. Uh, I think I'm still a little pissed off at Robin, but you know what? I'll get over that, yeah. you know, and uh, she'll, she, <laughs> she's, hang, she's hanging out with her children. So uh, she's, she's, and that's where I'm heading. I'm heading home and myself. She, and she Listen, is the sweetest I, soul. So I'm sure she, she Oh, I'm so teasing. <laughs> I am so teasing. And I'm looking forward to when we can do another one of these, maybe, maybe post-tiff, maybe next year, maybe we can figure something out, but I really appreciate your time. Anything you want to push uh, just, just before we wrap well, up? One, one we keep pushing because we just think it's like, people are going to love this movie. And we were just like, oh yeah, we just got to get this in front of an audience. And it's a documentary. It's called All Cats Are Grey in the Dark from Switzerland, young filmmaker. Uh, and it is just like, it is so, it's the, it is, I mean, cause I mean, people do love their cat movies, but this is a very, very, very unique cat movie. <laughs> so, right. This is one it. of these things that I just feel like, how is this made? How it's like, is this incredible intimacy? It's really this portrait of a, you know, man who just is very invested in the life of his cats. Especially the, oh, wow. especially the so cat all, that all he wants to get great. pregnant and have. He wants to be a kitten grandfather. And it's just like no, one of these okay. films were like shot after shot. We were like so surprised and delighted and weirded out. And it's just like, wow. So this is one I'm pretty good. Year. Pretty good year for oh, weird. Yes, very much. Um, 
all so all cat all cats are gray in the yes. dark and that's in number three right. yeah screening in number three so that's a that's so there's the one so get yeah. online folks tip.net check it out that's that's jason's high a uh, big recommendation it <laughs> seems this year i'm sure there's others you got 55 to oh, choose yeah. from six documentaries listen jason so so much fun chatting with you today we've been talking to jason anderson he's the lead programmer for shortcuts at the toronto international film festival 2019 coming up in a couple of days we're almost in the middle of it check it out tiff.net jason thanks a bundle for your time today really appreciate thanks it so much for your support and uh really yeah hopefully you'll find another half a man this year it's, it's out there i promise i i hope so too thanks great take care hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.